Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and we are making something from my southern past. We making hammy deviled eggs. No, 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 you're not allowed to speak in a southern accent. <laughs> you're not allowed, it just Okay, hurts. we're making Sammy hammy deviled eggs like we did at the Jewish deli, except we didn't have deviled eggs. That's a, that's a Shonda. Am I <laughs> yeah. allowed to say Yiddish? Sure, but okay, then I get fine. to talk in the southern accent. You can't. <laughs> So don't even try. Anyway, yes, this is from my childhood, and these are deviled eggs, but we have added ham to them. This is a recipe actually that's found in our book, Ham, An Obsession with the Hindquarter. Catch that title, An Obsession with the Hindquarter. And this was our first book nominated for a James Beard Award. They we were very proud of it. They that. liked the butt jokes. So <laughs> Ham, An Obsession with the Hindquarter. And, you know, once I, I should say, we before we get into the deviled eggs, I should say that we... I got thrown out of a shop once over this, didn't I, over what a ham is. <laughs> very, very snotty cheese shop. Very snotty cheese shop. And I was in there, and he was explaining to a customer that an Iberico ham, the famous Spanish ham, is the front leg of a pig. Ay, gewalt. The owner was saying this. What did he know? And So uh, you had to butt your nose in. I did. You I, being my mother I, and telling them what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I butt in skied and I told them that he was wrong and I informed the customer that uh, that it was actually a ham was the back end of a pig and he threw me out of the shop and told me And you me, were banned. Yes, he told me never to come back. So I am banned from fancy cheese in Massachusetts. So. But he's out of business. So yay. Uh, well maybe he got went out of business for misinforming <laughs> people about the nature of hams. Anyway, so we we what we're gonna do is make deviled eggs and we're gonna Why don't add you explain what a deviled egg ham. is to start with? In case no one's ever had one. Well, it's a hard-boiled egg that has mayonnaise, mustard, and spices Mashed into the yolk, and then it's piled back in. Right. Think about it like a twice-baked potato, but it's an egg, and you don't bake it. Now, originally, (laughs) kind of, originally a deviled egg was supposed to be spicy deviled eggs, after all, spicy, you know, all that stuff. But um, Southerners are reticent, or became over time reticent about spicy foods. It is the mayonnaise belt, after all. And um, mayonnaise can be spicy. <laughs> I've had a nice aioli mayonnaise. Uh, that's that's fancy. Anyway, it's not Miracle Whip. Anyway, um, they got uh, they got uh, reticent about really spicy foods for uh, cultural reasons. There's a whole story here. But anyway, the devil slowly morphed into paprika, which isn't. All that. And we're not talking hot Hungarian pepper. No, we're talking about the coloring agent your great aunt <laughs> keeps on the back of her stove. Nice. So, <laughs> so the way you make deviled eggs, first thing, as Mark said, you have to hard boil six eggs. And there's a million internet memes about how to peel a hard boiled you know, egg. I'm going to stop while we do this. And I'm going to say right now that one of the things that depresses me most as a food writer is the over obsessification of food that has happened it is it is honestly absurd and people are afraid to make deviled eggs because there's eight reasons you're going to do it wrong in the first second it just makes me nuts and so these these internet memes about how to make a hard cooked egg how hard is it oh to i've cook seen people egg? put vinegar in the water i've seen them put baking soda in the water i'm surprised they aren't like boiling them in their own urine to get oh to peel what egg. what no nobody's doing so, that except maybe in india <laughs> nobody's doing that but the the only is it trick- there someplace in india where that's little boys in their urine and drinking it or something something okay like maybe that. we should that's talk a whole that. other podcast okay great so there's a there the only thing we could tell you about peeling eggs is don't chill them first. Don't make them like two days ahead and then peel them the day you need them. Because the colder an egg gets, the more that shell will adhere right. to the white. So you want to peel them while either they're still warm or just at room temperature. You'll have a much better outcome. But 
there's an issue about hard-boiled eggs that nobody talks about on the internet, and it really shocks me because it's what I can't stand about most hard-boiled eggs. It's people overcook them. Yeah, they And do. then you, how do you know it's overcooked? You get that green ring around the yolk. But I want to say, now I want to just say that even in, de- the thing about deviled eggs is that even if you get the green sulfurous ring around the yolk, right? Well, explain that. What do you mean by sulfurous? Well, it's sulfur coming out of it. Because you've overcooked yada, yada, it. It's overcooked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, even if you get that, the mayonnaise and the mustard are going to take care of it later. So <laughs> in this case, I agree with you that they're but but you know you don't have to get obsessive about it it's just a deviled egg it's just it's gonna be fine well the way i boil eggs and the way we wrote the recipe in the book to avoid overcooking it you put the eggs in the water you put them over a high heat you bring it to a boil as soon as it comes to a boil wait 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 wait, let's get obsessive since i've now screamed about obsessiveness (laughs) you put them in what kind of water i put them in cold water okay and you bring the water to a boil and as soon as it comes to a boil, you start timing it. And you boil it for two minutes only. They're not going to be cooked yet. They're not going to be hard-boiled. But then you cover it, take no, it off the heat. they're going to be just slightly beyond soft-boiled at that point. So you take it off the heat, cover it, and let them sit for seven minutes. And that seven minutes of sitting in that superheated water that's no longer boiling will make them perfect hard-boiled eggs without any hint of green. Okay, now I'm going to be obsessed one more time. What de- Define boil. A boil is when there's a rolling boil, lots of bubbles. So I up. start timing from the roaming boil, from the, ro- rolling, roaming, oh, <laughs> roaming. It goes from boil. one pot to the next on your stove. The roaming boil. <laughs> oh my God, that was probably in Charlottesville. Some you, some some kid down there was probably the roaming boil. Well, that's when you have a boil on your nose, and then it roams <laughs> to your ear, and then it goes on your back. That's the roaming boil. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Anyway, um, I like that I made it political and you made it medical. Medical. That's <laughs> lovely. That explains exactly who we are. Um, okay. Anyway, so uh, so it's you start you put the eggs in, you bring it to a boil, and you start timing it from the moment it's at a boil. And then you then you continue timing it when you turn off the heat, and it's seven minutes exactly. And then let them run under some cool water in the sink to drop the temperature so that they cool off. Again, I'm not getting them cold. I'm just don't want them to be super hot, and I'm not going to chill them. I'm going to peel them now, even if I'm not going to make these deviled eggs for three days. I'm going to peel them now and put the peeled eggs in a tight container. I I, I, I have to say I'm not a fan of hard-cooked eggs. I mean... What don't you like about them? Oh, man, dude. There's so much to not like. <laughs> but I'm not a... You know, people who just, like, like have a hard-cooked egg in their bag... And You're hungry? Have an egg. Pull it out and... <laughs> Eat all that albumin, and it just makes me sick. Oh, it's but, the white that makes you sick. For me, it's the yolk. And the only reason I like uh, these is because we're mixing, as you said, mayonnaise and horseradish and ham into it. But I, I refuse to believe that deviled eggs are in the same class as hard-boiled. Somehow I like deviled eggs a lot. So maybe it's that the yolk gets, uh, I mean, the the white gets covered up in mayonnaise Well, you also love egg salad. And basically, I do. what you're doing here is stuffing an egg white with egg salad. No. You're not using nearly, <laughs> nearly, nearly enough mayonnaise. Egg egg salad is from my wasp self, and it is basically a way to eat mayonnaise. Just mayonnaise sandwich with a few eggs in it, just so you're not eating mayonnaise. My number one key memory of hard-boiled eggs growing up is Passover, where you eat them at the Seder. Oh. But... The way my grandmother did it is you put them in a bowl and you ladle salt water over them and you mash it up Mm. to basically make hard-boiled egg soup. Mm. Room temperature, salty, hard-boiled egg soup. That Now, that is 4,000 years of suffering right <laughs> In <there>. one evening. 
<laughs> That's disgusting. Okay, so now we have our six hard-boiled eggs here. They've been done the way we described it. And I'm going to cut them each in half the lengthwise. So it's from top to bottom, not through the equator. That doesn't make any sense, top to bottom. What the heck? Well, eggs are oval, so there's a long way and a short way, right? Yeah, but you get right, you're going to cut them. The long way. The long way. Yeah. Right, there you go. It's not Perfect. top to bottom. And we're going to take out the yolks. And we're going to put them in a little bowl. All right. So the yolks are all out um, and they're in this little bowl. And now we're just going to add a bunch of stuff. And remember, this was from the book, Ham and Obsession with the Hindquarter. So naturally, we're going to add a ham. And we're adding four ounces of smoked ham. And that's just that's just ham like you would buy at the deli. You could go buy ham to do this at the deli counter, right? Yeah. And, yeah. It, and if you want to get fancy, if you want to start talking about the different kinds of ham, this is actually a city ham, a uh, smoked, wet-cured city ham. It's the same kind of ham you get when you buy a spiral-sliced ham at right. the holidays. Right. Or, as Mark said, when you get a smoked ham, like a Black Forest ham at the deli counter. We're not talking about prosciutto no and we're not talking about country ham no. that's dry cured american that's, country ham. that's not no. what you want and i would say that if you're going to buy four ounces at the deli counter ask them not to shave it to cut it you know what, one a quarter... thick slice ask for one thick slice and you could dice that up nicely yeah like a quarter inch yeah. thick or something mm -hmm. yeah don't don't have it shaved up and then we're going to put in one scallion that has been thinly sliced if you want to make your life easier and you're not good with a chef knife use a scissor just cut that scallion right into the bowl. Right. You can snip all the way down it. And two tablespoons of mayonnaise. No, homemade is better if you like My to do those things. And if you want to make your homemade, here's what you do. Put a cup of oil in a measuring cup, in a two-cup measuring cup. In a liquid measuring cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two-cup yeah. liquid measuring yeah. cup. And then you're going to crack a whole egg in it. And you're going to take your immersion blender and you're going to stick it down into that and turn it on and slowly lift it up. And by the time you get to the top of that oil, you will have a little measuring cup of mayonnaise. Yeah, if you go slow. You, you turn it on and lift it up slow. If you go too fast, just go up and down and up and down. Okay, two tablespoons of mayonnaise, two teaspoons of prepared horseradish, white horseradish. And you know that's the stuff in the jars, often in the refrigerator case. Often right? with the Jewish food, because it's also what we serve to Passover with the gefilte fish. Uh, right, sure. Yeah. Don't use the red. The red will color your yolks sort of orangey. So use the white. Two teaspoons of white horseradish a teaspoon of white vinegar plain white distilled vinegar distilled vinegar we're not talking fancy white wine vinegar we're no. talking the acid stuff the same stuff you use when you're when you're dying eggs for easter right <laughs> and the same thing you use to take the finish off everything right that and a teaspoon of minced tarragon this is where we get a little crazy right this is where my fancy. southern relatives would freak out but we're going to use a <laughs> teaspoon of minced and that's fresh tarragon that fresh. now if you don't want to use tarragon you can omit it you can use thyme it's nice to have a little herbiness and the tarragon has a slightly um licorice taste to it which is really nice with the ham other interesting herbs since tarragon is an interesting herb and i'm using air quotes here um Scare you could quotes. use chervil that would be oh, another for interesting sake. herb oh yeah sure let's go get chervil who has chervil well besides Fred. us <laughs> but who has chervil in this world of in this veil of tears okay so a teaspoon of minced fresh tarragon a half a teaspoon of dry mustard that's dry that's mustard. coleman's powder that right. stuff yeah and here you go here's what makes it deviled Go ahead. Quarter teaspoon of cayenne pepper and a couple of dashes of Tabasco. Right. Both of them. 
Don't be scared away. You want these to be a little bit spicy. Did you know I had someone actually throw a fit and unfriend me on all social media platforms once because I admitted to using Tabasco sauce? And this person, so foodie foodie that he was, said that I was a hack because I used Tabasco Oh my God, I love Tabasco because it adds (laughs) vinegar and salt and heat. Oh, it's a great thing. See, the obsessification of food. So I'm mashing all this together with the back of a fork. And I want it to be slightly chunky. I don't want this to be smooth. If I wanted it to be smooth, I would have put it in a food processor and then piped it in and made a nice little egg and ham force meat. Oh, what? (laughs) But I didn't do that. I want it to be a chunky little salad. (laughs) What about pickle relish? Don't people have a pickle relish in deviled eggs? I never heard of it. I never heard of it. Maybe. Uh, I can imagine it, actually. Uh, A sweet... I mean, you know, people don't put ham and tarragon in it. I mean, honestly, what we're making here is like a ham sandwich without the bread. (laughs) Kind of. Mm. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to just spoon it into those egg white halves. And you can't pipe this, by the way. No, it's too chunky. It is too much chunk. And besides, you want this to look coarse. But so we're filling them up. You could put them on a platter. You can get yourself one of those pretty deviled egg platters. They're like oyster plates that have little indentations for them. But you do need to garnish them before you bring them out to the family. And that goes back to that paprika thing. Right. Now, remember, Mark called it a coloring agent your great aunt left on the back of the stove. Good paprika is a thing of beauty. It's fragrant. It's... It's got fruitiness and a little tiny, tiny bit of heat. And bad paprika has been sitting in the back of your stove. It's over a year old, and all it is is like orange dust. Right. So get yourself some good paprika, and not only will you color it, you'll make it even tastier. And I want to make a shout-out to our friend Devani, who makes beautiful platters that could hold... Uh, deviled eggs. Yeah, she right? does pottery and she does these oyster plates, but they would be fabulous with deviled eggs. Yeah, Devin, if you're listening to this, you know, uh, link your site out <laughs> to this podcast so that we, so that people can see those plates because they are just gorgeous. Okay, so I want to taste one of these, and I have never been a huge deviled egg fan until we started doing this. Yeah, well, I'm not. Mmm. You know something? That's pretty good. I love the horseradish. And it's a little bit spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cayenne. And the Tabasco. It's not... What would you drink with this? Drink milk. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would have a Bloody Mary. Well, it is brunchy, right? Mm-hmm. It has a brunchy edge to it. I would also drink a Bloody Mary at night. Yeah, that's a sign of rank indolence. <laughs> um, <laughs> bloody, bloody Marys are made to be drunk before noon. Otherwise, you're... A layabout. You know that Bloody Marys are the number one beverage served on airplanes? No, I did it not is. That's, know. When people order drinks, more, it's like eight times that. I thought people ordered, don't people order a lot of tomato juice on airplanes? Isn't it like a big tomato juice consumption? Yeah, and then the ones with alcohol just put vodka in it. Right. And ginger ale, right? That's the other big Well, people drink that because drink. they think they're going to get nauseous on the plane. I and get nauseous from the sugar in <laughs> ginger ale. So that's nice. Anyway. Oh, ginger would be good in these too. A little ginger might be nice. I would remove the tarragon, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would remove the horseradish. Even a little chopped candy ginger would be nice. I, I'm, you're, you're losing me now. Now <laughs> you're losing candy, me. Candy, ginger, ham, and scallions. Oh, it's sweet. It's sweet. I'm another one. No, I'm not going to have that. Anyway, it's mm. right before Labor Day. Um, that's at least when we're recording this and when this podcast is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So consider making these this Labor Day from uh, Ham and Obsession with the Hind Quarter. And uh, right here, the website is bruceandmark.com. That's where the recipe lives, and you can find it there. 
So listen every week to Cooking with Bruce and Mark as we cook through a recipe for you and you'll hear it in real time. You can make it yourself. And please, if you like these podcasts, subscribe. You won't miss a single episode. Tell your friends about it. Share it. Spread the love because we love you and we'd love to get all that love back here at Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And don't forget that we're doing short episodes of this podcast once a week. Little cooking mistakes that we've noticed over the years teaching cooking around the country. And you can find us, Bruce Weinstein and Mark Scarborough, under our names on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.